This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome. Hey, Village Church. Welcome back to the Village Church Q&A podcast. Pastor Tim and Pastor Michael with you. And this week, we've been answering questions about predestination. I love this question, Pastor Michael. Would a God of love ever do that? And by that, what do you mean? Yeah, what? Everything. Obviously, in the context, this is about would a God of love ever choose somebody and therefore unchoose a whole bunch of people? Um, Hard question. True story. Way back in the day, like we're talking decades ago because I'm such an old guy. Um, (laughs) I was was in college and um, I had a Christian professor. Um, It was a college in Colorado. I was at for a semester. And uh, the the professor was an open theist. What that means is that they do not believe that God knows with certainty what will happen in the future. The future is open because the, the logic behind this is that if God knew the future, then the only things that could ever happen are the things that God knows. Therefore, the future is predetermined, meaning I have no ability right now to do anything I want to do. I can only do that which is in the mind of God, which makes me a robot. Okay? Oh, my. So that's kind of the philosophy yes. behind it. Um, it's obviously not true because when you open up the Bible, it says it that God knows the future. You know? <laughs> right. And so like they'll say things like, um, oh, when God prophesies, he knows the most probable future. So prophecies are the most probable futures. I mean, it's crazy, but mm-hmm. um, it's, a, it's a dying theology. But fundamentally, it is a theology based in philosophy, and it's a theology based in a desire to protect God from our American sensibilities. To, he can never be like that because as, as, as somebody who thinks like me, me, my conception of God must be the most important. Therefore, God would never do that. So um, again, as we've said in every one of these podcasts, um, when you open up the Bible, it's almost as if God could care less about what we think. Um, he is constantly saying things that are hard for us. Yeah. And God never looks at, into the future or looks into the past and says, wow, that really surprised me that that happened. I, I didn't know. Yeah, I, didn't, I didn't realize Tim would be so awesome. I mean, he's just amazing. <laughs> Michael too, just blows my mind. Okay. So I wrote a paper uh, and I knew he was an open theist. And so I wrote a paper on the five points of Calvinism just to poke him. You know, I was like, I was kind of an insider. And so uh, insider, not insider, insider. And, uh, and no one would believe that if they knew. No, never, Michael. never, never, never. So I will never forget what he wrote on the top of my paper. I think he gave me a D plus and here's what he wrote. I would never worship a God like this. Oh, and I remember just reading that and thinking you're going to be really disappointed when you get to heaven because sounds like someone is going to be a surprise and it won't be God. And it, it won't be God. And he'd spent so much time defending philosophically God uh, where, when God had already defended himself in the clear teaching of scripture, you know? And I understand that this is like hard for people, but um, God does things all the time that are fundamentally offensive to the way we think. Mm-hmm. And there is a desire, uh, an emerging, growing desire. It's always been there, but especially I just see this growing that we feel like as Christians in 21st century, wherever we're at, that we need to somehow make God look better than he is. Oh, no, mm-hmm. no, it couldn't mean that. Oh, no, 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 it couldn't be that. God didn't commit. He didn't commission genocide. You know, he just, you know, commissioned all the mothers and children and babies and livestock and men and animals and warriors be executed. You know, like that's it. I mean. No, like when you open up the scriptures from beginning to end, God is doing things that 
honestly are offensive and that if humans did them, we would be guilty. Okay. Mm -hmm. And uh, I mean, we'll just give you a couple examples. We already mentioned one, like God functionally sanctions a national genocide a couple times. Yes. You know, Um, God sends people to hell where there's eternal conscious torment. And some people say, God, love would never do that. It must not be eternal. But the problem is when you just open up the Bible, it's like, no, that's eternal. It's like Mm -hmm. everlasting. It doesn't stop. It goes ever and ever and ever and ever. God actually sends demons to torment people. What? Like that is crazy to me. Like that's weird. God caused Pharaoh's heart to be hardened and to rebel. I mean, catch this. God killed every single firstborn in Egypt. Yes. For real. I mean, I want you to just quantify that in your brain. I'm not saying these things to make you hate God. I'm saying these things because I just want to tell you that if predestination makes you uncomfortable, then you have not read the Bible. Predestination is one of the least offensive things that happens in the Bible that God allows, ordains, or permits. And so I just want to make everybody very comfortable. God is not neat, nice, and tidy. And sin has so affected our minds that our conceptions of what God is and should be and should do and might do are off because whatever God does in scripture is good, holy, right, and perfect all the time. That's right. I'm not telling the listeners that like you need to, it's easy. Okay. Trust me. Like I, I am deeply concerned as an American Westerner, what I read regularly, but. The Bible and God are not on trial. When I read the Bible and I get upset with it, I'm on trial. That's right. The problem is in me and not the text. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I'm misunderstanding the text. That happens often. Sometimes um, I have put God into such a small box and I have not permitted him to do all the things in his holiness and righteousness that he is permitted to do and are good and under his jurisdiction to do. Um, There are multiple reasons why, but always. I am on trial. That's God right. is not on trial. And there's an insecurity, I think, because we have these non-Christian friends and they'll give us, show us these passages, right? And, and say, well, why would God do this? And often we don't have good answers. I mean, sometimes the best thing I can say is, if I knew what God knew, I would have done what God did every time. Amen. I don't have access to infinite knowledge. Like we say this in church all the time. I can't even process everything happening around me right now, let alone all of humans, all of all of humanity, all, every thought, every movement, every motion, every um, uh, piece of grass that changes direction, every wind, every whatever. I mean, I don't even know if you can say that, every wind, right? Um, mm-hmm. Whatever. Everything that's happening in the universe, every rogue star, every black hole, everything, every everything God is is perceiving and processing and controlling, allowing, ordaining, or permitting perfectly simultaneously without glitching in any way, shape, or form. And meanwhile, I can't even say a sentence without stumbling over my words and having bad grammar, right? <laughs> So that being said, sometimes we have to put before people who are challenging the Bible and say, maybe God's bigger than you. Mm. And mm-hmm. maybe you are not understanding like what he is allowed to do or why he's doing it. Maybe, maybe the problem is with your finite mind and not God's infinite awesomeness. And again, the Bible is going to continually frustrate us. And our challenge is simple. I have to submit my culture, my understanding, my demands, my conceptions of right and wrong under the authority of the word of God and let it conform and transform my mind to the perfect will and way of God. 
Amen. Thank you, Pastor Michael, for that answer and reminding us we are not the ones who judge God. He is all in all by himself. Listeners, please don't forget you can submit your questions to our podcast by going to our church website, vcob.org, and just click on the link that says Q&A podcast question. Please join us next time when we answer another question about predestination. If God chooses, then how could he hold us accountable? 